I say that because he is Bigfoot. Welcome to the third of our holiday haymakers. Well, that's a, that's a really slow. Hola. And A3. There you go. Thanks, Don. Today's uh, program, I don't know, it's some type of versus mode. Sneaky, you want to explain it? No, I don't really know. Kyle knows. Kyle? 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 Kyle's not here, man. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. I don't know. You versus each other, and then I'm an impartial host, impartial referee, and I pick a winner at the end of our versus mode. Each week, we're having a different two-person team from different podcasts all around the world. And today, we have a very special two-team tag teams. First of all, for Team We Talk Games, it's going to be Wiggly and Chris the Nico Bun. Yo. Yeah. And from now on, you're going to be known as Team Thou Mammary Milk Livered Baggage. Okay. <laughs> Let me get that down. I think that was the original name that Harlem Heat was going to use in the WCW. I can see why they turned that down. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Blah, 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 blah. And the second team is going to be composed of, well, you'll never believe it. It's the return of the digital plunger. Ouch. Hey, everybody. Happy holiday, haymakers. And May the Christmas music drown your earballs. My Christmas album is dropping like it's hot. Oh, yeah. Check it out. It's En Fuego. <laughs> uh, let's hope. That's a stretch for Christmas music. En Fuego. <laughs> and, of course, his digital plunger tag team partner, Stinky the Game Master. Wait Yay, a minute. Golf clap. That's not right. You can't be an impartial judge, and you're going to be given points. Yeah, when you hear this tone... My little uh, uh, bell here for for the lobby bell that I stole from Holiday Inn. Uh, when you hear that, I mean, sh- shut your fucking traps because I'm going to give points. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. We're already at a very mean Christmas. What are you talking about? And from now on, we're going to be known as Team Withered Like an Old Apple John. That sounds old. like the toy that didn't quite make it after Mr. Potato Head made it. <laughs> it's actually from Henry the Fourth, Part One. This is highbrow show here. Ouch! This isn't digital plunger where we just you know make up shit as we go. You're with the big boys, not Bush League. Uh, oh, okay. You're originally a curtain jerker. Now you're almost main event. I'm the good hand, as they would say. Now you're the bra and panties match. <laughs> Buffer that goes on between a good match and the main event. Hashtag Divas Revolution. <laughs> All right, that's enough fucking wrestling talk already on this program. Today's program is going to feature, of course, a haymaker because it's holiday haymakers. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the <laughs> versus bell start, and for some reason, it has some type of weird 
compressor on it that's making it go up at the end. Don Fennin is falling asleep at the control panel. Not again, Don. Out of all the holiday haymakers, and I played all of them for this uh, holiday haymaker season, well, next week's is by default my favorite. However, if it wasn't already my favorite, this game would have been my favorite. I really loved playing this game, and uh, I hope that you guys did too. We'll it's- wait and find out. <laughs> We're doing a show right now, you know. We'll know. Wow. I, I may I- argue that this is probably the best one out of the four. I say that without knowing what the other three are. But this one <laughs> is very, very good. I will say yeah. that. I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm already regretting having Stinky be a part of this show. Hey, I'm in the room. Yeah, you are. It's called Metamorphic Force, and mm-hmm. it was brought up by Konami in 1993. Now, have any of you ever heard of Metamorphic Force before? I actually ran into it at arcades as a kid. I thought at the time that it was a sequel or somehow related to Altered Beast, and uh, pretty sure I cleared it back then, too. But yeah, I definitely dug on it back in the day. I came in, this is the one, completely clean, never heard of it, no memories, because again, I didn't have a local arcade or anything like that, but this one, complete surprise. Me too. How about you, Stink? Uh, I didn't get to play it, but I uh, I, I heard of the name. It's fucking lovely. This is how it usually goes, you know? Points, points taken away from team withered like an old Apple John for insulting one of their podcasting guests that grace their show uh stinky that's your team yeah so points given to team mammary milk liver baggage for being insulted and having to endure that <laughs> i'll take it you can see how this is gonna go so let's talk about metamorphic force you mentioned alter beast let's get right into the making mechanics hold on a minute what's the story the story of the game yeah uh, the most important part of an arcade game is the story because when i'm standing in an arcade there's nothing more that i'd rather be doing than reading all right well it is fundamental i mean you should keep tab on top of that rip absolutely thanks chris for listening to wiggly's book club (laughs) glad you're out there listener you're welcome yeah okay stinky the year is 199x 199X. Good year. Really? You can't pin down just one more number out of 10? Oh, here he goes. Yeah. Just say three. Three. (laughs) See how easy that was? Three. 1993. Because there are so many lizard people (laughs) rocking around in 1993. Yeah, that was more of a 1997 thing. (laughs) This game came out in 1993. So, actually, they only had... What, seven years to work with or six? I can't remember how to add when you have a zero in it. But I mean, come on, you know it wasn't that year. So now you got 94, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, or 9010. So you got seven years to work with. Maybe that's what the X was, was the 9010. It might have been 1912. But then it would have had two X's, which would have doubly pissed me off. It would have been a lead pipe and jumped off the roof. <laughs> The Empire Horror King is back from the dead. It took him more than three days to come back from the dead, so we know that because it says, it tells us it took him, it's been many years. It's been, what, 2,000 years since that other guy that came back three days still hasn't come back yet. So So technically this bad guy is better is what you're saying. uh, Well, many years, it doesn't say many thousands of years, so I I would have to say, uh, yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, he cuts right to the chase. It's, it's really quite nice of him. He appears to be a mountain god or some type of volcano god, which I know of another god that's like that as well. His name started with Ya and ended with Wei. Points given to Team Withered Like an Old Applejohn for insulting four, uh, two, billion, two to four billion people. <laughs> I can't remember. All right. I, I'll go ask my rabbi. I know. So, so he's the guy back. raises his mountain up. Where do you go from there? Hey, he raises his mountain up. And now he wants to rule the world again. So evidently he ruled the world before. We're not told that, but he wants to rule it again. Why do I feel like I heard this whole story from Keith? Did we already play this game before? The story is so stereotypical that you could pretty much plug in any bad guy, any good force, and you have a new arcade game for the 90s. I see. Yeah, but it, the story's important. How are you going to haymaker somebody, punch him in the face, if you don't know what the story is? You got a point there. Eh. <laughs> Not much of a point. I'm just going to say it to appease uh, the old fart so he doesn't fall asleep. So then a celestial goddess revives the souls of the warriors and their four powerful metamorphic guardians who had previously banished the evil king years ago. Years ago they banished him, although he's been away for many years we don't really know how many years because remember it's 99x arise from your grave the bull the panther the wolf and bear souls have returned as brave young youths did you say youths yes i said the youths of the present time whatever that time is between 1990 and 1999 that's it now, uh, the characters that you play of, you have the dandy man with soft features and smooth hands, Claude. <laughs> he becomes the white wolf, the wolf man. Mm-hmm. You have the steroid fuel, mulleted steroid man of steroids, Max. He's a panther. Arise from your grave. So his name actually did begin with an M, because I was calling him Mullet Mike in my head, but <laughs> Mullet Max, that works too. Yes. Turns into Panther Pete, I guess. <laughs> Yes. Arise from your grave, steroid panther Pete, man. <laughs> then you have the brawny paper towel man, Ivan. Exactly. He's, uh, Truly a lumberjack in all sorts. Because he's a bear. There's a pope shit in the woods. Yeah. Is the bear a Catholic? Yeah. He is a lumberjack and he is okay. <laughs> he, he is. We're talking like bear raw raw, not bear uh, special subset of bars in San Francisco. He right? is a little of both. We can't I'll, see really what's under the collar. I'm down with that either way. So <laughs> He Whatever. does sit on you. So yes. He's on top. He is the uh, chubby comic relief. You've tried the rest. Now try the best. Bear number one. <laughs> Two people in my past life understood that joke. Is that the end of the story? No. Then there's, uh, and then there, <laughs> he's talking his thinking. And then Ban, the dim-witted friend of all children and small woodland creatures, Ban. Ban what? Ban the yeah, I bull? Think it, I think it's just Bond, but yeah, he is a bull. He's a bull minotaur person. More tightly muscled than I expected. I don't know why that mattered to me. Now, one of the most fierce and desperate battles ever is about to begin whenever now is. Why say now? If we don't know when we are. All right, you fucking hammered that point home. Of all things to be important, location and time, those things matter. Points to ouch. Uh, I'm sorry. Points to team memory milk liver baggage F- uh, for understanding what's important about a punch in the face game. All right. So as for my story and my commentary already on this, it draws heavily on Altered Beast and mm-hmm. swipes 
even harder from Golden Axe. Oh, yeah, yeah. But what it has over both titles, I think, is progress. The progress. Time. The importance of time. Time marches on. We had a boom in technology. We had progress in the haymaker dogmas to pull from. And the results of looking deeper into the benefits of that time. What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> I don't know why I have no reply. <laughs> as far as I could tell, this was only ever released as a two-player game, which is sad because as a four-player game, I think, especially from Konami, which who would also release that X-Men game, which I think this also has an advantage over that X-Men game. And I think just as interesting characters... Chris, do you know, was this some type of franchise that they drew off of, or was this completely original creation? To my knowledge, it did not derive from anything, but I don't know if they tried to spin it like a manga or a show off at any point. I hadn't heard of anything at the time. Because last week we talked about Strider, and I know that was Strider Hiru, an anime or manga series. Was it? I thought it was just the games. Oh, no! Go back! Look again! (laughs) Let's get right into making mechanics. Making mechanics for me, albeit lazy sounding pulls, are Altered Beast, the Beast King Chronicles, which was in 1988. Remember, we're talking about 1993. So we got a couple year buffer in there. And then also Golden Axe, which was in 1989. And then Golden Axe, the Revenge of Death Adder or Death Adder. I guess Adder. Death Adder came out in 1992, so a year before this game. I mean, I guess I could take Making Mechanics back to 1986 when you had uh, something special to both Chris and I, the hot-blooded tough guy, Kunio. That is what it translates to, yes. Naketsu Kunio Koa-kun. Yes. Or Renegade, as you know it uh, in America, featuring Crash Cooney, which I've never heard that name Cooney used in a civilized manner before, so I'm not, I'm even a little uneasy saying Crash Cooney. Now we lost another quarter of our listeners. You're about to lose a quarter of the participants in this conversation. Jeez. How so? Uh, are you falling asleep? Uh, it's very obscure, even for my tastes. But Renegade? So, that in the Japanese name. I mean... Yeah. Have you played River City Ransom? There you yes. go. That's ah! the franchise they came from. Yes. yes. Okay, fair enough. River City Ransom is good, but my favorite hot blood high schools are definitely Super Dodgeball. Oh, absolutely. Best, mm-hmm. that, that was a great sub-franchise. And that's for the NES. Uh, also known, a.k.a. Dodgeball Boo Soccer Hen. Any idea why it's it's a hen? I'm thinking of Henge, which means change. Uh, I don't know if it like they transform or I, I don't know. I don't know. The balls do transform into things, or at least you get those crazy moves and stuff. The power moves. So maybe it's something that would do with that. My Japanese isn't great, so it's a little out of my area. Points taken away from Team Withered like an old Apple John for not knowing uh, about a hen. I think you're hearing the ass end of things. And then also a game that I thought was in the Hopletic universe, which was Rival Schools for the PlayStation, but that was Capcom, so that wasn't in there. So I yeah, guess- that's actually tied into the Street Fighter and uh, the related universes from that. Gotcha. So I guess Crash into Boys... Would yeah, yeah that second. was the one that was coming off of my head. Now that you said hot-blooded arrivals, that kind of jumped up. So I know at least the universe you're in. Right yeah. on. The Kunio-kun series would inspire hockey, basketball, 
and probably most notably Nintendo World Cup. You probably played that. Didn't even know it was tied in because it just says Nintendo World Cup. And over 20 different titles. 20 video games. Yeah, we got like five. Exactly. And they weren't named anything involving these dudes. One of the people involved with this, uh, the creator of this, Yoshihisa Kishimoto, would go on to create Double Dragon. So this came out in 1986, the original Hot-Blooded Tough Guy, and Double Dragon came out in 1987. So when he left them... Technos Japan. Oh, Technos, of course, Technos. (laughs) Oh, shit. I mean, Technos is in most of the names of those games. So when he left Technos, he went on to create Double Dragon. Kishimoto-san is endearing to me for his work on Cobra Command and Road Blaster Laserdisc games, both of them released for the arcade, and Road Blaster or Road Avenger was also ported to the Pioneer Laser Active, my third favorite system, as Road Prosecutor. I am prosecuting you. Take the stand as we drive down the road in Death Race 2000 cars. And well, was it a persecutor? Because that would just be mean. Was it persecutor? Now I can't remember. Prosecutor or persecutor. Oh, crap. Uh, if the car gets crucified at the end, then we know what it was. This makes Road Blaster a bastard game that sucked up two additional great game names that can never be used again. Because Road Blaster, stick with that. Road Avenger's a good name. And, of course, Road Prosecutor's a good name. And, of course, Road Persecutor would also be a good name. But they didn't use that, thankfully. But they might have got the domain name. Uh, Speaking of Laser Active, my third favorite system, that reminds me. Last week, we talked about Ozman that would have given Melon Brains, which was that Laser Active title with the dolphins that I couldn't remember the name of that you used with the 3D glasses. Ozman could have given Melon Brains... A run for its money on LSD-inspired titles. All right, all right, already. Just go into it. Who's talking about fucking hot bloods and dolphins? All right, already, Stink. Before we start breaking down this game, I pretty much liked it right away. The characters were very fast. It featured high fantasy, had a nice pantheon of original mythological gods, and also a, a nice spattering of things... I did not expect. There were a lot of parts of this game when you get to the boss or you get to this one part and you're like, I did not expect that to happen out of this. I really liked it. Like, it was tied into existing mythology, but at the same time, wasn't really tied to any particular thematics. Like, the first boss is basically Baphomet. And Mm -hmm. uh, from there, you're just fighting whatever. That's true. And you're a minotaur and you're a wolf man. (laughs) Which, of course, is in the 1930s Universal mythology. Absolutely. What else we got going on there's, there? There's a dragon in there somewhere. Spoilers. But our main characters. A panther dude you could maybe <laughs> trace back to Aztec or Mayan uh, panther warriors. And I just uh, thought of King. King that's and who. Iron King. Holy shit. He's a panther, which is not a tiger, but he's a panther wearing wrestling gear. He's got wrestling trunks, knee pads, and all that. <laughs> You must have liked this game, Ouch Ouch. You're involved with... We didn't even get into that. Well, we get Nico Bun stuff all the time. Just uh, look up Chris Neko Bun. <laughs> I would say Nico and Neko. Neko Bun works. Nico Bun works. You're the, you're, you're the Nico wafers I love so much. Yeah, I do too. Especially the anise-flavored one that all the kids would take a lick of and spit out. The black They're ones. All right. They're all right. Yeah, man. Oh, I just separate those. I just eat those. 
I, I think they used to be able to get them on their in their own packs. I don't know if they do that anymore. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> All right. I see. I told you it's a mistake. Ouch! Could have teamed up with at just ouch. Ouch! It would have been does, a weird tag team. It would have with no tags. Ouch! Does the only wrestling podcast I can fucking still listening to the retro wrestling review all with W's, which is a use of the letter W in a manner that I would usually hate, except from Ouch and the way that he pulls off this program. Single person program opens the mic, talks about a retro wrestling program. Some of them were actually a little recent, I think. I did Survivor Series just because it was on, and it's just like, I haven't finished anything else, let's take a look at this. But usually I try to stay within the 90s because that's when I watched it. I'll explore a little bit, even farther back, but for the most part, the Monday Night Wars era, that's usually where I stay, sometimes a little earlier, but I usually go that era. And you do such a great job at it, and like I said, it keeps it short. It's a good shit break uh, (laughs) podcast to listen to, because when it's over, you know it's time to get off the crap or your ass falls asleep, so that's one of the good things about it as well. And it's just, you know, it's just a nice listen. So many long programs on Giant Media Ball. You can find it on GiantMediaBall.com and also on Ouch's own. Just Ouch.Podomatic.com. Right on, and on Twitter, at Just Ouch. Just Ouch. And uh, Chris Neckobun is at Strict Machine. Find out about him on Twitter, and I am Google Wiggly, and there it is. Make sure you turn safe search on. You might find something else that's Wiggly. <laughs> now, the only things that ever beat me out are sometimes, first of all, don't bing me, but if you Google me, the only things that beat me are the dictionary definition of Wiggly, which is a cheat. It's a fucking cheat. And also, a Piggly Wiggly sometimes comes up before my stuff. But Wiggly's World of Media is usually, usually it's always first page. Except Bing. Fuck you, Bing. <laughs> bing, ba, bing, bing, ba, bing, ba, bing, my nuts. Don't worry, I think everyone has said fuck you, Bing. Yeah. And, yeah. Boy, Actually, I bing. just binged your nuts, and uh, you can get some pretty good uh, premium nuts. <laughs> bing bar. Hey, get the Bing bar. It's really cool. You can, you can get your MSN mail, your hot mail. Bing bar. You don't even have to leave your bar. Where the fuck were we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, I was talking about ouch. Hey, what about all the stuff I'm involved with? Uh, yeah, go to stinky.sexy and you can find out all about stinky stuff. Uh, I saw a meme the other day. Okay. Yeah, it had a new domain account I want to get. Dot orgasm. <laughs> I saw a meme too, Stinky. I don't think dot orgasm is real, but I wouldn't put it past you to get that and it's not sexy real you uh, type it in your fucking browser dumb dumb type it in bing stinky <laughs> stinky dots how come when you use internet exploder you, you type in like wigglysworld.com and it takes you to bing i just put in the dot com name what i gotta put http colon slash slash www dot what year is this 1939 it's called desperation it's silly. By the, by the way, Exploder is now called Edge. Oh, that's right. It is. And I can't use but For some reason, any laptop that I was sucker enough to put in, find out all my information about my life every time, every day, and every way, Windows 10, Edge is not supported on this system. And then you, you can find that the Internet Explorer is really on there, so you take it out of your thing, and then some lady's trying to talk to me, and she wants to search the Internet. Oh, yeah, Cortana. Yeah, Cortana wants to search the Internet. She only searches with Edge. 
So now Edge is there. Christian isn't there. I don't know what's going on. There's my wrestling talk. Let's talk about this fucking awesome game. Jesus. You would think, oh, Alter Beast, you know, who cares? Uh, Golden Axe. I, I, I like that game, but I'm over it. So why would I like Metamorphic Force? Well, Metamorphic Force is, as I mentioned, pulling on a lot of the elements of these games with time on its side it's very quick your characters move very quickly and i was even oh does anyone else have making mechanics for this the only one that i had that you didn't mention Mm -hmm. because you have a life timer instead of a life bar that pulls a little bit from gauntlet as well gotcha yes Mm. And it does even give you the on-screen prompts, which I wanted to say for a little bit later. Uh, when you're about to die, it says, soon dead. <laughs> dead soon, soon dead. Yeah, dead yeah. Oh, and human soon. That was yeah. De- dead soon. Could have sworn it was like human soon, near death. I actually got that a lot. I got dead soon. not very good. I got dead soon. Maybe different characters have different... Yeah, or that or I'm just misremembering it. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It's in a wacky font, and both words are in different font that don't exist anywhere else in the game and are just completely out of place. Both words look like a neon beer sign. They do. And they're flashing. And they they travel with your head like these movie effects that they do, you know, where where fucking words follow you and shit. It's that same type of feel that's going on. So this haymaker, you can walk into the background and in the foreground. That's why I brought up Double Dragon and Golden Axe and didn't bring up Alter Beast. You're on a single plane. But I had to bring that up because of the transformations. But this one, you can walk all around. But it bites so hard off of Golden Axe. You even have a little dude that comes around with a satchel that you have to kick in the face or in the ass and he drops some power-ups for you. Is he a good guy or a bad guy? I mean, he's still an animal, but like he's helping you out. I, I would put him in the same class as that little elf in Golden Axe. What is he? I think he's neutral. You know, he's just running around with his shit and you're stealing from him. <laughs> in both cases, I always thought that they were just thieves and you're like, oh, hey, let me beat some, beat the crap out of you and take some of your stuff from me because I oh, am also right. morally devoid. That's right. He steals from you in Golden Axe. Here he's just running around. He's already stolen some shit. Yeah, I figure he stole from somebody else. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, right. I also like the very colorful art direction. And like I mentioned, you think it's a licensed title. Let's go in a little bit about the game. Mm -hmm. I argue that these might be the best controls for a haymaker. You have your jump button, attack button. You have fast combos throughout that work really well. You're able to do the behind attack, although it's sometimes flimsy. You can still do it. Yeah. You do your jump and attack, clear screen, you lose some life. And then I think the best part, you have the attack where you are attacking the bad guy when they're down on the ground. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was great. It had a few things that I love and I need in a haymaker game and one is to bash them in the face when they're on the ground and stop kick a man when it's down i don't know if you noticed it but the boss battles the bosses can fall either on their face or they can fall on their back doesn't make any difference but it was really nice to have that extra bit of animations and character profiles it is ultra entertaining when the boss falls on his stomach and you're punching him right in the ass or as the lumberjack would do shove the log right up there (laughs) and i played as brawny the paper towel bear so many times i beat the game with him and solely him and it's not hard to beat this game and i got to tell you that 
most of the time, I know everybody shits on the, the real slow guy, and he's too slow and slow, slow, slow. This guy's slow too, but when he's a lumberjack, as Alex mentioned, uh, someone's on the ground. He can't, well, he's the only one that carries. Oh no, there's a there's the uh, Claude has the sword. Okay, yeah, one of the, the dudes have a, has a sword, but he carries around this piece of wood, a piece of log with him that he's chopped down evidently, and you know he hits you with it when he's just a human. But when you're underground, he, he pokes you with, like up and down like he's churning butter. Uh, so I really, really enjoyed that. Okay, I'll, I'll give you points for Pennsylvania Dutch butter churner. Thanks, Stink. I appreciate appreciate that you heard something. But even though he's slow, everyone has a nice jump. So his range is really improved. You don't have a double dash. That's one thing I have to take away from it. But you do have a jump, and... Even his jump can get you across the screen to other characters to beat the shit out of them. And didn't they have like two jump attacks? One when you were lower and one when you were up and then coming way down? Yes. And you can hit the down opponents with a jump attack. That too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, One of the bosses is infamous for trying to drop a giant elbow on you and you get out of the way and then you stomp the shit out of him. Yes, that that elbow was really annoying, though. He was the hardest boss, I would argue. You think? Oh. A little bit because eventually all he would do is jump. So you could never get a beat on him with your regular combos and you just had to get out of the way and you're kind of a victim of just his down attack. See, I think you touched on something important, Ouch, in that not only do the four characters play differently they play differently in a way that you have to modify your strategy or in the way that i think the enemies might modify their strategy towards you at least that's what i felt like when i played as other characters i thought it was like a completely well not completely nothing absolute (laughs) but i thought it was a dissimilar game i could play through this again and again he definitely is close to it. I know when I was playing as the Lumberjack, once the enemies surround you or and as you play as any of the characters, then you're getting hit all the time if mm-hmm. you're not using your attacks right. But especially with uh, the Lumberjack, because what I discovered was if I tried to do his combo attack, it wouldn't make it to the second punch of his quick enough and the bad guy would get a shot in. So it was literally like us punching each other back and forth like a Rock'em Sock'em robot contest. Yeah, uh, Wiggly unfortunately brought it up on a past episode. You really have to try to mitigate, and that's a word that Kyle uses all the time, stealing from two people. You have to (laughs) mitigate your enemies to be only on one side of you, and that's one of the um, uh, main blow blair blips. Also, something that I enjoyed about it, I don't know if you noticed, it wasn't just one of these haymakers where beating the shit out of people off screen. Your enemies actually come onto the screen before you start fighting them. Like, I, I went and played X-Men instead of playing this game. How do I even... <laughs> fuck. I don't care. <laughs> I played X-Men after I played this because I thought Konami has sort of that X-Men feel. X-Men, though, had the four players. And I really liked the colors on this one better. The, the colors on X-Men were too much. A little overpowering. But X-Men, I, I spent the majority of the game beating up people I didn't even see. There's a little bit of that. Like, it, it, they would come on the screen and then move to the back. You could still hit the hell out of them, but still, there's a little bit of that in there, yeah. I don't think, though, that you could get forward, you know, and start hitting them before. Your character sort of stays in a place where you don't know where the enemies are coming from. So, sure. Uh, may, I don't know. May, once again, maybe this just has to do with the characters that you pick. 
Because when I fought the bosses as brawny paper towel bear, it wasn't just drop kick the boss, drop kick the boss, drop kick the boss, and take you know an hour to fucking drop kick the boss to death. So I like that. The bosses also blew up nicely. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. They all explode like common rider villains. What? Crickets. It's not what I'm used to. The bad guys from like Power Rangers. They would always explode when they were killed. Oh. When you said crickets, then I thought you were talking about, uh, you know, the thing that they no, play over no, no. in Neanderthals. Crickets are my social reactions for everything I do. I'm used to it. Okay. <laughs> I'm more of a Lugu man man oh, from okay. Space Giants. Mm-hmm. Nico, tell us the name of Space Giants in Japan. Sounds like Uchu Kabuto? It's uh, Uchi Prince, no Kabuto? Prince, Mag- Prince Magma. That's not a series I'm familiar with, actually. Oh. Kamen Rider, I, I, I am vaguely familiar with. Uh, this is an anime. Yeah, I got nothing on that one either. Wait, yeah. Goldar, yeah, Silver. Yeah, keep saying I'm it. I'm going to keep saying it, and you, then you'll finally get it. Uh, it's called Ambassador Magma. Yeah, now uh, you know it, right? Okay, that sounds yeah. like something I've heard of. But when it was live action, it was called Space Giants in the United States, and it was one of my favorites. And, you know, like Ultraman and Space Giants, that's where all the Power Rangers and things, whatever they go, Kaku. Uh, Sentai, Sentai shows. Oh, Sentai shows? Well, that's the team ones, anyway. Takatsu? Oh, yeah, that's what you're thinking of. I thought that they were called Kaku Rangers or something. Oh, Uh, oh, Kaku, okay. Points to Team Withered like an old Apple John. I I heard the word cock. That's what you hear. Yes, so they blow up. (laughs) Each boss uh, blows up differently. Some of them fall apart, and then each little piece blows up yeah oh well that's sort of like what you're saying i guess about the uh what do you call them crickets that was me insulting myself i'm talking (laughs) just the common rider villains oh 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 okay what were Kamen riders called in japan common rider oh oh, that's (laughs) right (laughs) yeah they called it master rider over here when they finally when saban i think it was saban picked it up and that's right yeah threw it on the, the weekday afternoon television for the kids and thankfully they didn't mash it up with saved by the bell like they did with the power rangers like what would they mashed up Kamen riders with um sabrina the teenage witch Oh no, guys, the prom is tomorrow and the monster's gonna invade! <laughs> Let's get on our motorcycles and look like grasshoppers. Fuck them up. So, Saved by the Bell. Did you know that those programs, and even Ultraman, were geared at the kindergarten crowd? <laughs> yeah. So, who cares? They're fucking awesome. <laughs> who doesn't want to see that stuff? But that is why they always had, like, the token little kid who's, like, Ultraman's buddy or whatever, or Godzilla's buddy or whoever's buddy. And Prince Magma, or, uh, like I mentioned, Space Giants a billion times that no one seems to know. Space Giants had a little kid that was friends with the robot boy, Gam, over here. And you had Goldar, who was a giant transforming robot into a cool-looking dude nothing like goldar from power rangers though no 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 this is the everyone turns into a jet and then you had silvar who was the mom and uh she turned into a silver jet (laughs) then you had gam who was a little kid that looked just like the little boy friend that he had except he had a crayon pop helmet on except that it had antennas coming out of it and he turned into a little robot that the little boy kid would ride around in him when you think of it that's kind of perverse so they rode around and they'd zap shit, and the Lugu men were governed over by the evil sparkle metallic Tom Jones. Were they the ones who let the dogs out? <laughs> they did not. 
However, everyone's making a callback to that episode. <laughs> yeah, this Tom Jones guy, which I, I wish I could remember. Oh, Ludak? Ludak? Rodak. Rodak. Yeah, that was the enemy's name. He could turn giant, too. He looked but like... he turned into a jet. He just turned into a giant person, and he was a, he was Iron Man Tom Jones. But the Luga men were just these general thugs, like you would see, almost exactly like on Power Rangers. They could take on the form of regular people. So you would just think, you know, invasion of body snatchers going on. But then when you shot and killed them, they'd melt into Lugu, I guess, which was just this bubbling slime stuff. And I guess if Saban would have taken that, he would have merged it with um, Double Dare. You can't say that on television. Or that one, yeah. I think it was You Can't Do That on Television. The one with Alanis Morissette from Canada. (laughs) And Barf, the guy who ran the uh, Grease Spoon, who heard that. Good Lord, what the fuck's going on? All right, you're right, Stink. We are meandering, as we tend to do. But that's what happens. Did did you give the start bell for the tag team? Yes, he did. Oh, you did? did? Okay, well, let's give it again. Uh, uh, no, H3. That's my got the tag team. But. That's the next week's show. There we go. What happens at the end? Who cares? This game, yeah, you go around, you hit people. It's It's nice and fast. That's what's so great about this. This might be the fastest moving of your character, Haymaker, that there is. Yeah, a lot of other ones I can recall are a little plodding, you know, very slow paced. This one, I don't even know if you have to beat the enemies because it looks like they just follow you no matter what. When you defeat all the enemies, you never get the go, go to the next screen or anything like that. I think you can almost breeze straight through the entire stage. Although, as you mentioned, you have life numbers and those life numbers actually count down. Yes, which is why speed is of the essence. Like in the American version, the Japanese version actually just has the regular health bar, but American does do the life timer. So when you realize that, you're like, okay, punch, 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 down attack, enemy's dead pretty quickly. So you just get into that mindset of I'm taking everybody out just to get on with it because you got limited time and you don't want to put another quarter in. And it's very satisfying because you could mash the shit out of people. You really feel like you're mashing them. Mm -hmm. What are some of the characters in this game? Anybody, anybody. All of your enemies are almost all amphibians. You have your lizards, frogs, boars are around. There are some elephants in. The very famous reptilian boars. <laughs> well, you know. Bad enemies are bad enemies. Who cares? Yeah. The elephant fucking enemies are so funny. That was one thing I wasn't expecting. Because, you know, everyone's dressed in clothes. They're all anthropomorphized. So here comes these dudes. They're the normal size bodies as your lizard people or your, uh, well, the frogs are kind of look like frogs. But all your other enemies, you know, you even fight, what do you call big giant guys? Trolls with the helmets and the I, That's what I thought were like pigs or boars. Pretty sure there was a snout nose underneath the helmet. Oh. And then in the later stage, I love like, it looked like Dr. Zoidberg in a bad mood. <laughs> yeah. But the elephant guys, what I was trying yes. to get at was their heads are so huge. Big giant elephant heads on top of uh, a very too small body for them to have. <laughs> and, and they're you know, they were tough. I didn't like that. You think well, elephants because, would be because easier? Because the trunk, they had a knife at the end of it, so they could <laughs> have the distance over you. Because the tusks, you know, you need a knife as well. It's like the Incredible <laughs> I, Hulk carrying a machine gun. <laughs> I love the frog guys because they seem to have the least necessary armor. It's like, ah, oh, here's some shoulder pads and uh, 
kind of a half helm thing on some of them, maybe. And they shot their tongues out at you, of course, like frogs would. However, when I beat them up and and we go to kill them, they, they fall on their back. And you know how frogs breathe? Their breathing emulation and their the roundness of their frog bellies were just a little too real for me. It was disturbing. <laughs> I really felt like I was stepping on a frog. It t- took you back to seventh grade biology, right? Uh, yeah, but I just, I, that's true. I, I, well, I wasn't dissecting them, but I did feel like it was a real rainy day and all these frogs came out on the street and somehow Mario pounded the level below them and they turned over on their backs and then I squashed on them. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. The bad guys have such weird attire. The main boss was like a weird mix of like a James Bond villain and Caligula. It's just like, okay, group one, you are in the yellow leather briefs. Group two, you're going to wear your belts all over your torso. And group three, anything in the pile of pink, that's all yours. <laughs> they did do a couple color swaps. As you mentioned, Sonic the Hedgehog, they did a second a color. And this, let's talk about one slug because then I can bring that in. Yes. Part of the show called One Slug. You put in a uh, one slug, a quarter, one credit, and you see how far you can get on one credit. Now, you don't have to be really trying to be the best Billy Mitchell but you can, you know, if you practice this a couple times and you want to say, I brag and get this far. Or you could just say the one that when you first put in a quarter, how far you got. My one slug, I defeated the first boss. And I guess it was about halfway through the next level. And I think you cross the lava. Um, mm-hmm. Then you get this second set of the Sonic the Hedgehogs, which I called the pale-skinned Magic Mike Sonic the Hedgehogs. Because <laughs> they are disturbingly human-y, fleshed, pink, pale-skinned people cosplaying. I think they're furries, but they have on their underwear and nothing else. They're shirtless, and then they got their furry boots on, and and they just... uh, I didn't want to hit them from the back, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Yes, those biking shorts are a little disturbing on those guys. So that's how far I got with that was uh, up to the Magic Mike Hedgehogs. I was pretty similar. I tried it with all the guys, but with the timer, you're kind of in a rush. I made it to stage two after that lava river where you're floating on the rock to the gold and silver background doors where I think another pair of lizard guards come out, but that was about it. Okay. Sometimes you go into this place and there'll be statues and then they'll come to life, such as these lizard guards, which these lizards, unlike lizards you fight earlier, are more centurion. I guess you would say they have shields and and, uh, and swords and uh, they can block your punches with the shields. Not very effectively, but they could do that. And there will be interactive backgrounds, like there'll be uh, these statues that roll boulders at you, or these other face statues that shoot laser beams and things like this. And the other thing, before I forget to mention, is another feature I love about haymakers and needs to be in every haymaker. The obstacles the hurt the villains as well. So if you can get the villains to be over when the giant boulders start coming down or the columns fall on you, they can hurt the enemies. So how far did you get on one slug, Chris? I was still feeling it out, but I got through the first level with Bond and I got to the first boss, but then got uh, whooped down, started swapping through other ones. Eventually, I think I settled on uh, Mullet Max, the Panther, Jaguar, whatever guy for most of it but i did give everybody a try one other feature that i uh, really liked was the fact that if you picked up the transforming power up uh, statue and you're already transformed yeah. it automatically threw you into a power move that wiped everything out i, I thought it was a nice touch like 
Here you go. Not just points. Go break some faces. Indeed. On us. Yeah. Very useful on the boss stages because it would hit the boss twice. Yeah. What about you, Stink? How far did you get on one slug? Stinky. 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 Huh? What the hell? (laughs) Wait. Points. Go back to sleep, Stink. We'll wake you when the show's <laughs> over. You didn't play the fucking thing anyway. I got to uh, I got to the master of all magnet. Go back to bed. What happens is these uh, little dudes, or even sometimes when you break uh, some of the interactive environment, you'll get one of the power-ups is this golden statue. Mm-hmm. And if you're a person, you pick up the golden statue and beast mode. What does this call you? Animal mode or something. The metamorphic force, as it were. I know your character just screams and does the ah, yes. human scream into the animal sound, but I don't know if the narrator said anything. I think he goes, power up. So, that sounds about right. Arise from your grave. <laughs> so he does that, and then if you're still in the animal form, and if you didn't get to human soon, you will pick up the golden statue. You will turn into the blur in... Uh, TV comic book terms and bounce all around the stage like a freaking nutty bowling ball. And because bears are known to bounce around when attacking their prey. And because I was the bear, there's two bonus levels. The first bonus level is awesome. You try to bash the face of this giant full screen size statue head. They give you the special power ups on the alternating side of where you are so it's it's kind of hard sometimes with certain characters to get over and pick that up before the golden um, statue disappears so you try to defeat the whole head which is nice there's a second bonus level which i think would be impossible to score a perfect on because you're going we'll it's see. so damn fast you yeah, cannot tell what's going on on exactly. the screen so what you are is this well when you're the bear you're a bowling ball when you're the other some of the other characters you're running because you're fast yeah. enough to run but you're this bowling ball and you're being shot across this long long horizontal stretch of land which you can't see very far and there's enemies and columns and shit like that lined up in different lines that you try to steer your bowling ball guy <laughs> into hitting all of them and you score points for that so i don't know how you could remember that pattern unless you've played this game (laughs) far too many times to get to because that bonus level is later in the game so i don't know game genie that i struggled with almost both of those i mean that race to the finish it's way too fast to even tell what's going to come up right and then destroying the giant statue if you move too far up there's a depth perception issue where They'll just try to attack it, but you're just whiffing the entire time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you do have to hit him high and low with brownie paper towel bear. I could not defeat him with, uh, one of, I don't know, rapier. Is that what you call those swords? I think that's what Claude's sword is, yes. Yeah. Rapier. Rapier, crappier <laughs> guy. I could defeat the whole statue. Power-up <clears throat> comes in handy on that stage. I think that's the key and, for that. And with him, I was able to get over to the power-ups. With bear guy... I don't know if it was timing or whatever it was. It was it was difficult. But then again, I didn't know what the fuck I was supposed to be doing. Like, I thought I defeated it, you know? Yeah. First time. Some really neat effects going on in some of the stages where you have these rolling backgrounds. There's this rolling background that happens on the ice level. You're going 
through the ice caverns. And first of all, your full character and your enemy's characters are reflected perfectly in the ice under your feet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I loved the reflection effects. The artwork in here, I think, is super. And that's another reason why I think it... What franchise does this pull off of? It's so well-developed. The character design, just really cool, really neat. And you would think the time would have been put just solely into that. But no, it was put into the reflection of these ice levels. And in the background of that ice level going on is ice blocks falling down, these bluish type of uh, cubey looking ice blocks but if you really look at it it's like on a piano cylinder a player piano you know like like all the kids know it's on this cylinder this cylindrical plane really trippy and then you get to see that in full effect when you get to the coliseum stage and fight the pink female demon woman and uh, this coliseum is just like moving in this weird Almost like Mode 7, if Mode 7 could do three-dimensional depth. Mm -hmm. And it moved so weird. It got me a little ill. got me a little queasy. (laughs) But I loved it, and I wouldn't have had it any other way. While we're on the pink female demon lady in the Coliseum, she wasn't the typical body type of arcade game female antagonist. She didn't have giant boobs, which is called what in Japan, Chris? Boobs a lot? Opie is the term that's usually thrown out. It just means breasts. But. Okay. Opie-ish. But yeah, she looked she looked really athletic. I know where you're going with this. Very athletic. And that ass. I'll tell you that right <laughs> there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but to, to... Those legs too, though, man. Although they, she would kick you apart. She would kick she, you straight apart. It wasn't just that she had a wonderful buttocks. It was because she worked out, you know? Yeah. And it really was a great looking body. I mean, yes, she was beautiful. She was all that. But she boasted or taunted, if you will, like um, the male counterparts. There was no differentiation of her being of a different sex. She was just a boss, uh, except for a dad ass. And that one flying butt attack where she would just sit on you. Yeah. Like Bear Man does from the village people. (laughs) Biker. If you look on the arcade flyer, which really doesn't do the game justice, it just looks like a very lame 80s poster. Mm -hmm. On the back of it, it says, it lists the boss, you know, Green Goblin, there's an ice robot, the two-headed ogre, as we talked about. But then the second level boss, it's the fire stage. It keeps calling him the Flaming Chicken Man. (laughs) Yeah. And And the only thing is, I'm just thinking... So no one could think of the word Phoenix at Konami at the time. <laughs> That's Apparently right. not. He is supposed to be a Phoenix. Granted, he's only like half a Phoenix. He's only like partly on fire, so. And he's not dead until you kill him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, I'm just thinking there was someone, what's the word, the legendary monster, the bird on fire, <laughs> what? We're going with Chicken Man, forget it. <laughs> Gobbledy gooker. <laughs> the skeleton boss, I think, was my favorite because, well, next to that ass, because we've seen hundreds and hundreds of skeleton knight bosses in Haymakers or any other type of game, fighters or whatever. But his art direction, his animation, his animation, again, more of his animation, and his surprise shield attack and his goofy cackle really <laughs> made me enjoy fighting him a lot. There were a lot of false finishes on that last level. Like it's like there's like three different bosses. The skeleton with the armor? Yeah. He is on the elevator in the castle before the final boss. Okay. I love that he had like a half plate armor and the, like the big poofy pants too. And the outfit was great. 
then his shield becomes anthropomorphic in uh, that it's a mouth. And I don't really want to spoil it, but I, I need to. It becomes a mouth face that uh, it spits out a gumball that when it hits the ground, it becomes a mini atomic bomb. <laughs> So that and the way that he's animated, the fluidity of his animation, when he laughs at you, it honestly looks like a cartoon. So, And uh, I like that they put rest animations in your playable characters. I don't know if you ever rest it, but when you're just standing you, around waiting, yeah. mm-hmm. you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. They all do a little taunt-esque kind of thing. Yeah. Rest animation used to be <laughs> called before that wasn't a thing anymore i guess yeah we're idle animation if you're familiar with that term that's usually what i've heard apply to console games but same thing oh idle animation oh yeah, yeah but see like, i would think that's if you worship somebody they're your idol <laughs> when they're resting there they have a thought bubble with their tom jones in it on that same castle you get the three-stage end boss uh wait until you see my real strength and then after that wait until you see my real ghostbusters slimer strength I thought, how anticlimactic you just fight this giant fucking half-screen dragon, and then you're fighting Gas Face, I guess? It would spit fire in, like, a half-sun kind of thing. It was a pain in the ass. Yeah, but, I mean, it didn't need that. Get rid of him. Yeah, I mean, that's... Talk about a letdown. I mean, you already beat up a giant dragon. (laughs) Right. First, you beat up jacked-up steroid huge Tom Selleck. Caligula meets yeah. whatever. Yeah, Caligula yeah. meets like a James Bond villain. He kind of looks like Steve Reeves from the old Hercules movies. Right, yeah. right. Then you, you know he's on his throne, and then you go up to this galactic wrestling ring <laughs> and uh, do wrestling on each other. I swear, does he do a reverse Karana? He does something. Kinda. Like he that. does like he jumps, he grabs with his knees, and then just kind of drives your face forward in with it a little okay. bit. Not quite reverse rana but you're very very close yeah tons of wrestling in this game yeah you couldn't really do a hurricane rana because there wasn't really at the top rope to do it from <laughs> uh right the dragon Kanrana. he could have jumped off his throne how about that yeah <laughs> as johnny capcom would say it's great because it's not mutant fighter <laughs> <laughs> fuck you at the end then all four characters bite a lead pipe and they jump off the roof of the castle mountain <laughs> And what do you know? Peace is restored, but there might be a sequel. But guess what? There just wasn't enough time in 1990X to have one. <laughs> but it, did, it carried the mythology all the way to the end credits. It sold it to the back. So um, I really enjoyed that. What did you like most about the game? What did you not like about the game? Hyper short for an arcade game. It almost feels like, you know... Uh, maybe one more level, but with the timer, you're going through so fast, you can't really enjoy it. Bonus stages, they work, but man, those are a struggle. But overall, fun, fun game. I can tell you this. You can keep changing your characters after you are defeated. So to your point of it being too short, the nice thing is that after the end credits, you start over. And you don't start over in a more difficult... You start over the same fucking game, but now you can choose a different character and try to go through it again. Yeah, it's short. It's like a Neo Geo game in length. You can go through it, but it's so cool, you might want to revisit it. So that's just something I wanted to add. For me, the only thing I didn't like about it was that it was not on my home console. I think the palette swaps are a little too soon. Like There's two or three more animals they could have thrown in. That's all I wanted was a little more variety. Gotcha. Oh hey, hey! Oh, you're up. So, what are you talking about? I've been, I've been on. I, I'm. What do you mean? 
yeah anyway did you get to the part where you where you say if you could spell stinky on this game wait what game are we talking about metamorphic force okay well yeah why well, who the hell cares can you spell stinky on this one uh, if you don't know what stinky means, because we always say, can you spell stinky? And we don't reset on it. I don't think we ever set on it. it. When you get to the end credits, can you put in the entire word stinky? So can we put stinky in the end credits of this game? Unfortunately not. It is three letters. So you can get, I can get the au part, but that's about it. <laughs> you could put in stinky if you played it twice and uh, <laughs> did a little worse yeah. the first time. Yeah, you uh, people used to do that. They would do a real high score, and then they try to score under that so that they could put a long name, which, believe it or not, people would take the time to do that. And everybody knew me, because I was Wig, so they knew Wig. And, of course, for this game, you could put ass, because people would know that you played the game, to that part, at least. Okay, good. Who cares? Did you do the movie taglines? No, nah, not yet. I thought you said you didn't take a nap there. <laughs> I never took my chocoholics. What we do here is called movie tagline. What if Metamorphic Force was a movie? What would its movie byline be so it would get us into the theater or not get us into the theater but be funny? <laughs> Ouch, since you are a guest on the program, what's your movie tagline? Metamorphic Force, where mounting your faithful steed has another meaning with two players. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That was the funniest one I had, so. Nice. Stinky? Uh, this is the first for me. Uh, metamorphic force. Where are all the white women at? <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of weird. There were no white women, that's for sure. And, you know, it's kind of sad that there were no female characters you could play as. But you did have that fencer guy, so he was pretty close. Because I think he was French. Chris? A metamorphic force. Don't get biffed or you might get yiffed. <laughs> Are these all sexual uh, type of things so far? Maybe a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Again, it was the enemy's gear that started it. Yeah. Okay. Now mine's going to be metamorphic force. Metamorpho, metamorphic. This is the story of the element man. Metamorphic, metamorphic force. Starts out way in the Egypt land. Metamorphic, metamorphic Rex Mason was his real name. Soldier of fortune didn't care about fame. But then fate took a hand in the game. What a Now, my actual thing is going to be metamorphic force. Dead soon. <laughs> soon as I get another look at that ass. <laughs> okay, who cares? Now, uh... I swear to God, I'm... Ow! <laughs> Your headphones fell off. <laughs> Now I give the results of uh, who won the tag team bout between Team Plunger, me and Ouch, and uh, Team We Talk Games of uh, Wiggly and Chris Nicobun. Oh, split decision, split decision. Got to go to uh, the judges. Why is every show has been a split decision, and then it goes to the judges, and you're the only judge? How is it judges? Should be goes to the judge. Shut up. Okay, uh, the judges have made a decision. After a long debilitation, they have come back, and the winner is... Got to look at your sheet there, Stink. Team Mammalian Milk Liver Baggage. 
Congratulations to the winning contest. Congratulations to us. We win. Yeah. Can't believe that the unpartial judge ruled in the favor of the Digital Plunger show. Hey, well, ouch, thanks for being on the We Talk Games. You haven't been on We Talk Games since uh, our previous format, which was to ask what you've been playing lately. I mentioned in spirit, at least. Always, yeah. And uh, Chris, you're always on the program. Great to, great to tag team with you. This is the only tag team you'll be on uh, during Holiday Haymakers. Yeah, but I still played everything. You can check out. It's not Arcade Meekly anymore. It is now. It's not going to insert itself. And uh, <laughs> every week I play the game. You can see what happens. And I commented. It's basically my first playthrough on most of them. So it's live first impressions. And you do it with uh, cotton in your ears when you listen to the program first. And then you do the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm know. actually playing right now. And it's 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 a little bit to juggle. But right now. at least we got that first slug out of the way the first, uh, while we're going through the making mechanics. And uh, Space Magma Prince Ambassador or whatever. <laughs> right on. Okay, Stink, you want to give the clue to the next episode? Clue for next week's pro. I don't fucking feel like it. Okay. <laughs> not, not even going to try on that one. Listen to next week's program. You'll find out. Next week is the last episode of Holiday Haymakers this season. Right on, and uh, we hope that you enjoyed uh, today's program. I sure did, and I love this game. But wait until next week when it's a historical favorite of mine. We hope that you like this. Bye-bye. Shit, you finally found my lyrics. Wait a minute. This for the Monster Mash. I could have used this two months ago. That's okay. Let's get this album wrapped up. Here I go. Melody Mama is the thing to say. A bright Hawaiian Christmas day. Honolulu. That's the island greeting that we sent you. Everybody come when you see the tree If we know the Christmas all the time Even when you call a kiki on the hutty way So hey simple Christmas to you From the land of trees and sway Take it boys! Wife of a theme song to a wife I'm home. The wife of a theme song to a wife I'm home. Yes, McGarry's hair is perfect. Yes, Dana Brooks is suspect. A theme song to a wife I'm home. Malaki Milky Mamas is the place to be on the dark and grimy snow. I'm tired. Malakalik Obama is a wise idea With all the time 
Christmas, a very merry Christmas, a merry stinky Christmas to you. 